Part One, Chapter Five, Section Five of *The Possessed* by Fyodor Dostoevsky, translated by Constance Garnett. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Expatriate in Bangor, Maine. Chapter Five: The Subtle Serpent, Section Five. I will permit myself to halt here to sketch in a few hurried strokes this person who had so suddenly arrived on the scene he was a young man of twenty-seven or thereabouts a little above the medium height with rather long lank flaxen hair and with faintly defined irregular moustache and beard he was dressed neatly and in the fashion though not like a dandy at the first glance he looked round-shouldered and awkward but yet he was not round-shouldered and his manner was easy he seemed a queer fish and yet later on we all thought his manners good and his conversation always to the point no one would have said that he was ugly and yet no one would have liked his face his head was elongated at the back and looked flattened at the sides so that his face seemed pointed his forehead was high and narrow but his features were small his eyes were keen his nose was small and sharp his lips were long and thin the expression of his face suggested ill health but this was misleading he had a wrinkle on each cheek which gave him the look of a man who had just recovered from a serious illness yet he was perfectly well and strong and had never been ill he walked and moved very hurriedly yet never seemed in a hurry to be off it seemed as though nothing could disconcert him in every circumstance and in every sort of society he remained the same he had a great deal of conceit but was utterly unaware of it himself he talked quickly hurriedly but at the same time with assurance and was never at a loss for a word in spite of his hurried manner his ideas were in perfect order distinct and definite and this was particularly striking his articulation was wonderfully clear his words pattered out like smooth big grains always well chosen and at your service at first this attracted one but afterwards it became repulsive just because of this over-distinct articulation this string of ever-ready words one somehow began to imagine that he must have a tongue of special shape somehow exceptionally long and thin extremely red with a very sharp everlastingly active little tip well this was the man who darted now into the drawing-room and really i believe to this day that he began to talk in the next room and came in speaking he was standing before varvara petrovna in a trice only fancy varvara petrovna he pattered on i came in expecting to find he'd been here for the last quarter of an hour he arrived an hour and a half ago we met at kirillov's he set off half an hour ago meaning to come straight here and told me to come here too a quarter of an hour later but who who told you to come here varvara petrovna inquired why nikolai vsyevolodovitch surely this isn't the first you've heard of it but his luggage must have been here a long while anyway how is it you weren't told then i'm the first to bring the news one might send out to look for him he's sure to be here himself directly though and i fancy at the moment that just fits in with some of his expectations and is as far as i can judge at least some of his calculations at this point he turned his eyes about the room and fixed them with special attention on the captain ah lizaveta nikolaevna how glad i am to meet you at the very first step delighted to shake hands with you 
he flew up to liza who was smiling gaily to take her proffered hand and i observed that my honoured friend praskovya ivanovna has not forgotten her professor and actually isn't cross with him as she always used to be in switzerland how are your legs here praskovya ivanovna and were the swiss doctors right when at the consultation they prescribed your native air what fomentations that ought to do good but how sorry i was varvara petrovna he turned rapidly to her that i didn't arrive in time to meet you abroad and offer my respects to you in person i had so much to tell you too i did send word to my old man here but i fancied that he did as he always does petrusha cried stepan trofimovitch instantly roused from his stupefaction he clasped his hands and flew to his son pierre mon enfant why i didn't know you he pressed him in his arms and the tears rolled down his cheeks come be quiet be quiet no flourishes that's enough that's enough please petrusha muttered hurriedly trying to extricate himself from his embrace i've always sinned against you always well that's enough we can talk of that later i knew you'd carry on come be a little more sober please but it's ten years since i've seen you the less reason for demonstrations mon enfant come i believe in your affection i believe in it take your arms away you see you're disturbing other people ah here's nikolai vsyevolodovitch keep quiet please nikolai vsyevolodovitch was already in the room he came in very quietly and stood still for an instant in the doorway quietly scrutinizing the company i was struck by the first sight of him just as i had been four years before when i saw him for the first time i had not forgotten him in the least but i think there are some countenances which always seem to exhibit something new which one has not noticed before every time one meets them though one may have seen them a hundred times already apparently he was exactly the same as he had been four years before he was as elegant as dignified he moved with the same air of consequence as before indeed he looked almost as young his faint smile had just the same official graciousness and complacency his eyes had the same stern thoughtful and as it were preoccupied look in fact it seemed as though we had only parted the day before but one thing struck me in old days though he had been considered handsome his face was like a mask as some of our sharp-tongued ladies had expressed it now now i don't know why he impressed me at once as absolutely incontestably beautiful so that no one could have said that his face was like a mask wasn't it perhaps that he was a little paler and seemed rather thinner than before or was there perhaps the light of some new idea in his eyes nikolai vsyevolodovitch cried varvara petrovna drawing herself up but not rising from her chair stop a minute she checked his advance with a peremptory gesture but to explain the awful question which immediately followed that gesture and exclamation a question which i should have imagined to be impossible even in varvara petrovna i must ask the reader to remember what that lady's temperament had always been and the extraordinary impulsiveness she showed at some critical moments i beg him to consider also that in spite of the exceptional strength of her spirit and the very considerable amount of common sense and practical so to say business tact she possessed there were moments in her life in which she abandoned herself altogether entirely and if it's permissible to say so absolutely without restraint i beg him to take into consideration also that the present moment might really be for her 
one of those in which all the essence of life of all the past and all the present perhaps too all the future is concentrated as it were focused i must briefly recall too the anonymous letter of which she had spoken to praskovya ivanovna with so much irritation though i think she said nothing of the latter part of it yet it perhaps contained the explanation of the possibility of the terrible question with which she suddenly addressed her son nikolai vsyevolodovitch she repeated rapping out her words in a resolute voice in which there was a ring of menacing challenge i beg you to tell me at once without moving from that place is it true that this unhappy cripple here she is here look at her is it true that she is your lawful wife i remember that moment only too well he did not wink an eyelash but looked intently at his mother not the faintest change in his face followed at last he smiled a sort of indulgent smile and without answering a word went quietly up to his mother took her hand raised it respectfully to his lips and kissed it and so great was his invariable and irresistible ascendancy over his mother that even now she could not bring herself to pull away her hand she only gazed at him her whole figure one concentrated question seeming to betray that she could not bear the suspense another moment but he was still silent when he had kissed her hand he scanned the whole room once more and moving as before without haste went towards marya timofyevna it is very difficult to describe people's countenances at certain moments i remember for instance that marya timofyevna breathless with fear rose to her feet to meet him and clasped her hands before her as though beseeching him and at the same time i remember the frantic ecstasy which almost distorted her face an ecstasy almost too great for any human being to bear perhaps both were there both the terror and the ecstasy but i remember moving quickly towards her i was standing not far off for i fancied she was going to faint you should not be here nikolai vsyevolodovitch said to her in a caressing and melodious voice and there was the light of an extraordinary tenderness in his eyes he stood before her in the most respectful attitude and every gesture showed sincere respect for her the poor girl faltered impulsively in a half whisper but may, may i kneel down to you now no you can't do that he smiled at her magnificently so that she too laughed joyfully at once in the same melodious voice coaxing her tenderly as though she were a child he went on gravely only think that you are a girl and that though i'm your devoted friend i'm an outsider not your husband nor your father nor your betrothed give me your arm and let us go i will take you to the carriage and if you will let me i will see you all the way home she listened and bent her head as though meditating let's go she said with a sigh giving him her hand but at that point a slight mischance befell her she must have turned carelessly resting on her lame leg which was shorter than the other she fell sideways into the chair and if the chair had not been there would have fallen on to the floor he instantly seized and supported her and holding her arm firmly in his led her carefully and sympathetically to the door she was evidently mortified at having fallen she was overwhelmed blushed and was terribly abashed looking dumbly on the ground limping painfully she hobbled after him almost hanging on his arm so they went out 
liza i saw suddenly jumped up from her chair for some reason as they were going out and she followed them with intent eyes till they reached the door then she sat down again in silence but there was a nervous twitching in her face as though she had touched a viper while this scene was taking place between nikolai vsyevolodovitch and marya timofyevna every one was speechless with amazement one could have heard a fly but as soon as they had gone out every one began suddenly talking end of chapter five section five recording by expatriate in bangor maine